Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Detroit, Michigan with my new friend, Rebecca Gady Suwicki of VeggiesAbroad.com. She grew up in a rural part of Michigan and finished college in Detroit. She loves how accessible and affordable the city is and is excited to be part of its renaissance. In this episode, Rebecca and I talk about attending the Fire and Ice Festival, riding a bike in the slow roll, and visiting the Zwitz, Detroit's last remaining bathhouse. You hear about these three amazing experiences, plus a bunch more. If you know someone that wants to visit Michigan, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Rebecca's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Detroit. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hey, Lori, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Absolutely. So today we're talking about Detroit, Michigan, and I know we had another episode just a few months ago, uh, and today we're talking about things from a different perspective. I guess I'm kind of like a like a young kid. I, I don't eat vegetables as much as I probably should. And like you were like 180 degrees the opposite. Like you you have uh, your whole psych is f- kind of focused around the the vegan lifestyle. And for people like me that focus on eating meat, it's a lot of great adventures that maybe we should explore a little bit more and be able to, to enjoy that like healthier lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. You should come over to the green side with me, Lee. You'll love it. Nice. Right on. So what's your connection to Detroit and like how long have you been there? Sure. So I have lived in the area in Southeast Michigan on and off for most of my life. I grew up in a really rural town about an hour or so outside of the city. So going to Detroit was a big deal. It was exciting. There were activities and sports and all kinds of stuff that I didn't have where I was growing up. And my dad had a really strong affinity for the city. And so he would always make sure when I was younger to do special activities to come in. And so I always had a really, I guess I'd say a strong love for the city, especially given when I was much younger, it wasn't cool like it is today. There weren't all the cool things that were going on, but I still saw it from a different perspective. And then as I grew up, since I grew up in rural America, I really wanted to get out of rural America. (laughs) And uh, my first step was to New York. But when you're 18 and you think you're 10 foot tall and bulletproof, you might not do all of the planning that you should. And so that adventure didn't work out quite like I thought. So I ended up coming back to Detroit and finishing my college education right in the city and lived downtown for a while. And that was a really fantastic experience. And that same love that I had as a kid, I carried throughout that experience. At the time, uh, my dad actually did work downtown and he would show up at my apartment and bring me things like from Eastern Market and wanna, you know, show me the history of different things. He generally should be a tour guide for the city because he just has so much love for it and has for my entire life. So that that really rubbed off on me. And I would say having that experience and having that love carried 
and through adulthood. And so I had a short jaunt across the pond in London for a while, but ended up coming back and, you know, did some work for the city for a while. And so I just always had a, you know, a really strong love for the place and wanting to see it do well. I think when a lot of people thought, oh, there's nothing good here. I, like others, saw something that was here. And so it's really great to see the city rebound and have really great things going on and be featured on different travel lists and must-visit lists. That's really fantastic. So in many ways, I kind of grew up like the city grew up. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's really awesome that, that your dad is is somebody that's there to, to show you around and, and to do all those wonderful things for you. That's something I really want to be able to do for, for my kids as they grow up. But also too, like like you said, that Detroit has had a kind of a, a bad reputation for a little while, and everybody thought it was like run down and everything like that. But it, like you said, it's it's really had a lot of resurgence over the years, and there's a lot of trend trendy and like really positive things happening there in the city. Yeah, absolutely, most definitely. It is night and day. If you would have visited ten years ago, is a different place than what it is today, and in a really positive way. Sure, sure. So if you had to describe like the people or the city in just a couple words, how would you do that? I would say resilient, hardworking, and kind. As you mentioned, Detroit has really kind of had a rebound over the last decade or so. And people are really resilient. A lot of people have stuck around or have left and come back. I've heard so many stories of people who have left thinking, oh, I'm going to go and do something else, or I don't want to live here. And Detroit brings them back. And the people are great. People are really generous, always willing to help others, and are willing to do the things to make the city even more fantastic. Well, that's awesome. So if somebody's planning their trip to Detroit, uh, obviously, you know, wintertime gets a little chilly and everything else. And I know that's one of the things when I was looking at places to move, I didn't want to be too far north because I didn't want to shovel snow and everything. Uh, but like, what's the weather like throughout the year? And are there certain festivals that uh, that happen throughout the year or, or annual events that maybe somebody wants to plan their trip around one of those? Yeah, sure. So we do experience all four seasons and that includes snow. That is my least favorite part of living here. I would say... I think because our summer and spring and generally fall too are so fantastic. The spring, I don't know, that's kind of hurt or mess. Maybe I shouldn't have added spring in there. We have a little bit of amnesia from what the winter can bring. I will say over the last couple of years, the winter has been fairly mild. And even this past winter, 2022, I only shoveled snow maybe twice. And it wasn't massive snow like I remember as a kid. As a kid, I remember making snow tunnels and snow forts. And we haven't had snow to that level that I can really remember or snow to that level that has stuck around. So we are planning to visit. I highly recommend the summer. The summer is a great time to come and hang out. And if you have extra time, I always suggest that people head north. The northern part of our state is really, really gorgeous. And it's a you know really nice way to experience Michigan. And as far as festivals go, there are quite a few throughout the area all year long, even in the crazy winter. In the winter, there's a, a winter blast and a fire and ice festival. And they actually set up rides and things in downtown Detroit and like a little market, like a shopping market and 
all that kind of stuff, which is fun and warming fire pit type things. And so that's good if you don't mind getting cold. That's my least favorite activity. <laughs> and then as the weather improves, we have a giant electronic music festival that takes over Hart Plaza, which is right on the water. And then right after that is the Detroit Pride Festival, which just finished up. And I think last year I heard they had over 50,000 people attend. And I think they beat that this year in 2023, which is really oh, wow. Yeah. Of course, we're the Motor City, so we do have car events that include the Detroit Auto Show, which used to be in a giant conference center downtown, but has now been moved outside and has been moved to the springtime and the Detroit Grand Prix, which was just happened. It was at the end of, or actually the beginning of June. And that is a, a fun event if you like cars. And then once it, we wrap up to the fall, we have the Detroit Vet Jazz Festival, which I believe is actually one of the largest jazz festivals in the U.S. And then just a little bit outside of the city, there's a big art festival called Arts, Beats, and Eats which takes over a town about 15 minutes outside of Detroit. And so that is Labor Day weekend. And so that kind of wraps up all of the fun of the summer and is a good way to close everything out. No, absolutely. It sounds like there's just like any big city, I guess there's always something going on, no matter what season or what time of year you plan on visiting. There's always something, especially like you mentioned earlier, as far as like you know, sports, it is a big city, sports city between baseball, basketball, football, and, and hockey. So pretty much any time of year you're, you're there, there's always something going on. Yeah, definitely. And then you've got the Fox Theater, which is right down in that corridor where all the sporting events are. And there are a few other smaller theaters around. So if you're into art or, you know, theatrical performances, things like that, there are always, you know, things to check out. Live music as well. Obviously, along with being the Motor City, we are Motown. So we do like an eclectic mix of music. So you can generally find live music almost every weekend, I would say. That's fantastic. That's one of the things I love about, about Nashville. It's just like everywhere you go, there's music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You are a big music town. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. Let, let's take a step back. Obviously, if, if we're flying in, we're going to fly into like the, the one major airport right there, Detroit Metro Airport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is our major airport. A long, long time ago, there was an airport called City that was a little bit closer to downtown. But I believe that's now been turned into a bed space and maybe private aircraft. It doesn't have any commercial flights anymore. But Metro Airport is our largest. It is also a hub for Delta. So more often than not, you'll probably get a Delta flight that heads up here. All the other airlines come here too, but there's just, there's a huge Delta terminal. So more often than not, I fly Delta wherever I'm going. Yeah, whenever, because I use a lot of miles and points when I travel. And a lot of times I'll look what's happening out of Detroit to see if I can find good flights to international destinations, you know? So it's help, It's helpful to know the hubs when you're redeeming your miles and points. That way you can figure out where you can get the, the most value from them. That's really smart. Yeah. We have nonstop service to London, Amsterdam, and Paris if you're headed to Europe. Absolutely. All great cities. Okay. So we're going to fly into Detroit, uh, the airport there. And from the airport to the city, how do we get there? Is there like public transportation? Uh, do we take an Uber? Do we rent a car? What's the best way to get from the airport to the city? And then also, how do we get around the city? So your best bet is either to rent a car or do ride share. If you 
are only staying right in the downtown area. You could get away with just using the queue line, which is our light rail, and a little bit of maybe the bus system and that ride here as well. But if you do plan to venture outside of the city center at all, you're going to need a car. Unfortunately, the Motor City is very much still the Motor City, and <laughs> we don't have great public transportation. So to alleviate a major headache, if you want to do a lot of exploration, just grab a car, Metro. All right, that makes sense. Now, but as far as you, if you have that car, obviously you got to worry about parking as well. So like, what's the parking situation like in Detroit? There's quite a bit of parking, but it is expensive, especially if there is something going on at night, any kind of event, those parking prices would be absolutely astronomical. And there's very little free opportunities. Generally, I would always try and find something maybe like on a side street, but most of it's all paid now and not a great deal. So if you're coming from another area, I would ride share into the city to avoid parking fees. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And, or like you said, if you if you need that car for things that are outside of the city, just rent it for those like couple of days that you're going to be exploring outside, and the rest of the time use the use ride share or walk around or use the public transportation to get around like the core of the city. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, terrific. Actually, that's what I did in Nashville. I only rented a car for a couple of days, and the rest of the time I used your bus system. Nice. Right on. Okay. So as far as like uh, Detroit itself, are there any kind of bad parts of the town that we should like avoid when we're booking our hotel or like, are there any suggestions as far as which hotels you like the most? Sure. So I would say that's your first time visits stay right in the heart of the downtown area. That's where the vast majority of shops and activities and things like that are going to be. And it's a good place to just center yourself for the you know rest of your trip and exploration. And a couple of hotels that I really like that are just really unique boutique spots are the Shinola and the Siren Hotel. The Siren is really unique because it's kind of got this 1920s glam look to it. And so it's just, it's unique. It's not like um, other hotels where you could line them up and not be able to tell the difference. Both of them have kind of a, a personality of their own. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like to use miles and points a lot of times when I when I travel, but I'm also kind of attracted to like those unique hotels that you can only get because a lot of times, you know, when you're using some of the bigger brands, they're like cookie cutters, right? Like you can't tell if you're in Detroit or Topeka, Kansas or LA when you're inside <laughs> your room and everything, but you want to make sure that you're getting that unique experience and like finding some of these boutique hotels like that, that really have like the character and like the style and like the history of the city, that's really what you want. Like that's that's part of the whole experience uh, of traveling. For sure. Right on. Okay, so we got our hotel, we got a car, access to a car anyways. Uh, from there, like, what are like some of the major things we should do when we're visiting Detroit? Sure, so if you're into history or museums, music, any of that, we have museums that cover all of those topics. Just Right in Midtown, there's the Detroit Institute of Arts, which has a great collection of art through the ages. Right around the corner from there is the Detroit Historical Museum, so you can learn a little bit more about the city. Right around the corner also from the Detroit Institute of Arts is the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. So you could really have fun between those three right in that area and walk to each of them and learn different things. Both of them 
always have different expositions and interactive things to check out. So I definitely recommend doing that. If you enjoy getting outside and maybe getting a little exercise, we have a lot of bike trails, which I think is surprising for people who aren't really familiar with the modern city. I actually just read an article recently that made Detroit, along with two other cities in the U.S., at the upcoming very bike-friendly places to check out. We have over 200 miles of biking trails and even biking events. We have something called the Slow Roll, which is this enormous summertime, like weekly summertime event where people just come and like bike casually as a giant, giant group, like hundreds of bikers with music and all kinds of things. We also have bike racing, the Velodrome, the Lexus Velodrome indoor biking track. So if bike racing is in something of interest to you, definitely check that out. And then in the winter, as a part of one of the wintertime, yeah, I guess it's considered winter, it's the end of the year, like December, we have something called de-electricity. And so it's this really cool light event where bikes are all decorated with like different neon colors and lights and music, and you can just bike along with them. And it's really fun. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's just, it's a really unique thing that you just sort of wouldn't find anywhere else. And then the city also has more bike plans ahead for the future in the next couple of years. So it's really cool. Definitely a great place if you enjoy biking. And then similar on the the outdoor adventure, especially in the summer, a great way to check out the city is from the water. You can kayak in the Detroit River, or there are also boat tours that you could take, and they they go up and down the Detroit River, and they give you a little bit of history, which is a really fun activity. There are a lot of really cool independent boutique shops throughout Midtown that I always encourage people to check out. Nest and City Bird are a couple of my favorite ones that are in Midtown. There's also a cute dog park right around the corner from there. And it's just, it's a cute area to check out for sure. And then one last kind of unique thing that we have is a bathhouse, which I think even people who live here are kind of surprised to see. So you don't have to go to Budapest to hang out in a thermal bath. It's called the Schmidt Health Club. And there are days for men, women, and co-ed hours to go and hang out if you Teens are a laugh. That's a nice place to go. Oh yeah, that's definitely good. Especially if you're if you're biking that much, you're probably going to need a little bit of a, a relaxing bath to be able to just chill out and let your legs recover. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, actually, and one other thing, and I can't believe I forgot this. If you're visiting on the weekend, especially on Saturday, you can't miss the Saturday market at Eastern Market. It's a historic market here in the city, and it's giant. And you will find everything from artisanal bread to plants and live music. It's just a really fun place to go and check out in the summer. It does still happen in the winter, but it is much smaller because in the summer, there's overflow into parking lots and streets get closed. And, you know, people come out of the woodwork everywhere since it's nice out in the winter everything kind of gets compacted indoors it's still worth checking out but it's definitely a really fun thing to do yeah that makes a lot of sense now and I, I know just from some of the research that i did that also maybe if you don't want to rent a car or you, you're not adventurous enough to hop on a bike and, and you know cruise throughout the town there are like a few different tour uh groups that 
make it a little bit easier for you to explore like the the best that Detroit has to offer. And I saw there's a Detroit History Tours, the Detroit Experience Factory, and then uh, Let's See Detroit Tours. Like, do you have any opinions on those? Yeah, I think those are all really great to check out. There's also a biking tour that you can pick up at the riverfront as well. So that could be another way to experience like the riverfront and that part of town. But all of those are really, really fantastic. Lizzie owns businesses that can give you history of the area. can give you recommendations of other things to check out. They can give you their own local opinion on things that, you know, they don't think are worth checking out as well. I always encourage people, no matter where you're traveling, take a walking tour with a local and chat with them. They're the best guide. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's whether it's like you're talking about yourself or you're talking about the city you love, if you find the right person, man, they're just going to talk your ear off and <laughs> tell you every, anything and everything that they know about it because they, they just, that's the whole reason for this podcast, right? It, it's let's share the best that the city has to offer. So that way when people travel, they get like the best experience. And when somebody has a great experience, they're going to go back home and they're going to tell the rest of their friends, oh man, when I went to Detroit, I had all these great ideas and I had, I taste this amazing food and go on this cool bike tour and do all these things. And that, that's really what you want. You want that word of mouth. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of food, obviously, like I said, at the beginning, I'm, I'm more of a carnivore than a, than a vegan on that side. So I have a lot to learn from, from you as far as like uh, the cool things on, the, on that side of the, the universe. So like, what are some of like some suggestions as far as like good places we should eat to get kind of like the real flavor of, of Detroit? Sure. So if you like a mix of different kind of food, I would head to Seva. It's in Midtown. It's a vegetarian spot that actually originally started in Ann Arbor back in the 70s. And they then opened up a spot in downtown Detroit, I think in 2007. And so they have a really good mix of comfort food and healthy options. One of my favorite things that they have is a spicy nacho cheese dip that's made of cashews. Really terrific. I would honestly order it just for myself. It's supposed to be one of those things you share, but you won't want to share it. <laughs> You're like, nope, this is all mine. Yeah, absolutely. They also serve a handful of breakfast items all day, and I am a big lover of breakfast items. And so they have a an item called a vegan veracruz, which is a fried corn tortilla topped with beans and tofu and cheese and guacamole. And so that is really terrific. And also their crispy sweet potato fries always have my heart. I love those. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I, I think between the the, the, the vegan Veracruz and, and the, the sweet potato fries, like my wife would totally be uh, wanting to go to the, go to Seva. So what, what are some of the other options we should uh, explore while we're there in Detroit? Because uh, I know I, I travel with my kids a lot as far as like a, a good spot for breakfast, a place for lunch and, you know, those type of things. Sure. So on the weekend for brunch, a really fantastic place is the Kitchen by Cooking with Q. She does a special brunch menu on the weekend and has a mix of different things. One of our most popular is a waffle with vegan chicken and it's gorgeous and delicious. So I highly recommend that. They aren't sadly open during the week for brunch or breakfast, but if you are hanging out during the week, there are a couple other places that you can check out. Uh, PJ's Lager House, which is in Town, does serve breakfast all week, so that's a really good place to check out. And if you're not a hearty breakfast fan, maybe you have a little bit of a sweet tooth, 
you should check out Duke's Donuts, uh, which is right downtown. And they come up with different flavors every week for their donuts. They're all handmade. They're all fantastic. And if you're into tacos, check out the food truck Nick Lanto. Generally, she hangs out in Southwest Detroit. There has been some chatter that maybe there's a restaurant opening, which I really hope that's possible. And she has really fantastic tacos. That sounds pretty amazing. What about if, if I'm if I'm there in Detroit and we got grandma to watch the kids and it's just my wife and me, where would we go for like a really nice dinner and maybe a little bit of dancing afterwards? So for a fancier dining option, I would check out Freya, which is an upscale spot that does a multi-course dining experience. If there are any vegan listeners, they do have a vegan menu. They do seasonal fan eggs and just really great. Beautiful, creative kitchen. And then dancing. Uh, I'm not super sure about dancing. I'm not a late night person. But if you do want a fun spot, a really beautiful spot for maybe a late night drink, check out the Apparatus Room in the Detroit Foundation Hotel. It's a really beautiful space. That's fantastic. Well, you mentioned earlier about like having like a sweet tooth. If um, maybe one like a little afternoon snack or something like after after a meal, where would we go for like a sweet treat? We have two great spots for you, and they're actually very close to one another. The first is a chocolate shop called Bon Bon Bon. So they hand make all of their chocolate, and they come up with different creative flavors all the time. And they do have vegan and free options as well. And then just around the corner from them is one of the best places for soft serve that I've ever been. It's called Full True. All of their ice cream is vegan. And I think all of their toppings are as well. They have been shifting in that way. When they actually opened, they opened with both dairy and non-dairy ice cream. But the non-dairy was so popular. They went fully that way shortly after late opening so they always come up with really creative sunday concoctions with like lemon curd and blue moon drizzle and biscoff crunch and all kinds of fun stuff so both of those are great places to check out oh that sounds amazing and you mentioned biscoff like for those of us that that travel a lot (laughs) i love those biscoff cookies when we when we're flying yeah and they're accidentally vegan oh yeah awesome (laughs) <laughs> right on. <laughs> well, Rebecca, I really appreciate you showing, sharing all these amazing uh, tips for Detroit. I've learned so much. I'm slowly converting maybe to that vegan side, you know, after listening to all these great spots. But uh, now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal in your town, where should they go and what should they eat? So you shouldn't miss Detroit-style pizza at Grandma Bob's. Detroit-style pizza is a square pizza that is something that we're really well known for. There are places that do it well, and Grandma Bob's is one of them, and they are in Midtown. And then right around the corner from Grandma Bob's is also Cold Truth, which I already mentioned, so I hit both of those. That sounds like a perfect combo for me. (laughs) Well, like you said, you've you've been in the, the Detroit area on and off for most of your life now, I'm sure you had some like really amazing stories. Like what's one of your most memorable? So on top of my dad being a big fan of Detroit, my grandparents were as well. They especially loved the Detroit Tigers, even though the Detroit Tigers are honestly terrible. I'm sorry to say that they're not a great baseball team, but 
it did not matter for my grandparents. They loved it so much. And my grandma, even during, I believe it was World War II, when baseballs had to be returned to the box office, then fans couldn't keep them. She got to catch, I think, one of the very first ones during that time. And so her picture ended up in the local paper of her returning the baseball, which is really cute. And so since they loved it so much, when... Uh, they opened the new ballpark, which is currently operating right downtown. And they did some fundraising and you could purchase a brick and it would line the area surrounding uh, Comerica Park. And so my dad did this for my grandparents. And my grandparents are were the kindest, calmest human beings you could ever meet. And so my dad was insistent that we had to go on a wild goose chase to find their brick. It was the first time that I ever saw my grandpa go, I didn't think we need to do this, Mark. Like, no, why are we doing this in the <laughs> middle of summer? I don't need to see this Brit. It was a very entertaining activity. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, actually, I've been going to baseball games my entire life. I've never caught a foul ball yet. Really? Um, yeah, yes. and it's like so frustrating. But hopefully one of these days, yeah, I'll get there. I, I've come very close, but haven't been able to do it. Nowadays, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you mentioned the bricks. My dad, he passed away like, uh, you know, 11 years ago. But one of the things that he used to love going to baseball games as well. And now one of the things that I do uh, kind of to honor him and commemorate him is whenever I find one of those places that's offering bricks, I actually, I buy the brick and put his name on it. So it's almost like he gets to go to the, the ball game all the, all the time. Oh, I love that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you know, now I'm going to, I'm going to start crying now, but <laughs> so I got, I got to change the subject. Otherwise I'm going to start crying. So um, speaking of good times and, and happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Detroit? So a couple of really fun places are the Detroit Shipping Company, which is a mix of bars and restaurants that are made out of shipping containers. There's also, I think, a small art gallery at the top. And then there's a beer garden just outside of it. And so that is a super fun place. They do have full bars, but they really specialize in a really big selection of different beers. But that is in the Midtown area. If you're right downtown, a really fun place to check out is the Skip, which is located on what's called the Belt. And the Belt is this alleyway that was converted into a really cool art and dining kind of spot. And so different artists were commissioned to create murals throughout the alley. And then they put this really neat bar in there. And they have really creative cocktails like cucumber margaritas and different gin and tonic type creations with their own unique spins. So both of those are really good, fun, casual. Absolutely. That's, those sound great. Now, whenever I travel, I always check out the local pizza. Now, should I go to Grandma Bob's or uh, any place else? Where do you recommend for uh, the authentic Detroit-style pizza? Yeah, I'm sticking with Grandma Bob's. My husband may say, though, that he loves pie size a little bit more, but my vote will always go to Grandma Bob. Nice. So it's always good to have that internal conflict with, within the marriage there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> right on. Now, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you have your, your site, uh, Veggies Abroad, that talks about like your travels as a vegan and everything. Lots of tips and, and suggestions there as well. If you had to give one tip that would really help people with their travels, what, what would that be? I would say if you do plan to use mass transit, always check and see if the city has an app before you go and download that app. It is so much easier to have that on your phone, have the tickets pre-purchased and have that all taken care of than having to 
mess around with finding some place to buy the tickets or having to hold on to paper tickets or having the correct amount of cash. I really like using mass transit wherever I go. And so that has saved me a lot of hassle. Absolutely. Uh, especially when I, when I travel with kids, like trying to keep oh, yeah. track of everybody's tickets and everything like that, it, it, it's a total pain. So <laughs> it's nice having those apps. Absolutely. Well, uh, Rebecca, again, thanks for, for being on the show. I learned so much about Detroit and I can't wait to come out there and visit and uh, check out some of these options. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So I run the vegan travel blog and actually travel agency, Veggies Abroad. The blog focuses on mouthwatering lineups of different vegan food from destinations around the world. And we also have a lot of tips on there for ways to help you travel more confidently as a vegan. And then on the agency side, I've launched my first vegan tour to Thailand, which is this November of 2023. And we are starting to plan for 2024 adventure. So if anybody's listening has some places that they just would love to go, now is the time to slide into my inbox. And then if you are in need of any kind of help with planning a trip, I could help with that too. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely include links to all that in the show notes. Uh, again, Rebecca, it's been gr- great talking to you and learning about everything. And like I said, primarily a carnivore, but uh, I'm going to have to like dip my toes in a little bit and check out some of these vegan options. So again, it's great talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yes. Fantastic. So great to chat with you. What a wonderful conversation with Rebecca. Although I'm usually not a big fan of veggies, she shared some amazing places that I can't wait to try when we visit. You can find all the links we talked about today and our one-page guide to Rebecca's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Detroit. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner in today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs. That way you can stay wrinkle-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code LEE to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we visit Hakone, Japan to speak with my new friend Mayuki Tsuguchi, the host of the Japan Experts podcast. In this episode, Mayuki and I talk about exploring the Hakone Castle, having tea in the Gunkuyan Garden, and visiting Chikabu Island to learn about the Shinto and Buddhist temples. We hope you'll join us when we travel there. I love hearing your feedback about the show. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere or email me at wetravelthere.com forward slash contact to share your thoughts. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell me you like most. Make sure to follow us on our favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our coming destinations. Bye.